Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham, and we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more uh, great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out all of you. Like Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash atoz. And Krebs Kubota, an elite uh, Kubota dealer with three grit locations across the Middle Tennessee area, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro online at KrebsKubota.com. Lee has said, uh, Dak, you're really letting that hair grow out. And then he comes back and says, Austin, just let the beard grow and connect. <laughs> Lee, I'm doing all I can. This is like, I don't know what's going to happen first. Zach getting a haircut or me shaving. But I understand that I look like a complete tool in a rag uh, with, with what's going on. But uh, I should be getting my solution in the mail today. That's the hope. Fingers crossed. Uh, because when you move into a new house and you lose your shaving mirror that goes in the shower during the move, or you accidentally gave it away to Goodwill or something, uh, I didn't realize the logistics and the change of all that. But that's the reason why I've been shaving once every three weeks at this point. And yes, well, no, you three, see, three you you've got the Orlando Bloom, as they say. That, that that's the type of beard you have is just the good old fashioned Orlando Bloom. So yeah, you 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 let it go. I, Look, I've kind of gotten used to it, right? You got a little scruff. You're you're growing up. You're, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's the whole is... reason why I'm growing the locks out is because I'm growing up, and I only got so much time to actually let it, you know, hang loose. And so I'm I'm seeing how far I can go. I, I'm, that's I'm right. on this journey, and I'm not slowing down. To everybody saying, just join the beard gang. I, just I, this is this is me. This is me joining the beard gang. This is what I've got in the holster. Uh, so that's about it. All right. So, Zach, uh, uh, we're going to talk about um, what the Titans' head, new head coach, Brian Callahan, has already done. Also, I did want to give you guys the Senior Bowl. It uh, gets started today with practices, and Sam and other A to Z sports team members are down there. We've got a group of six, actually technically seven. Now with a new hire we made yesterday that came official, but we'll have content coming from the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, all week long. And I'm going to throw shade on what Sam did uh, last night when they got to Mobile, Alabama later in the show. But Zach, a big conversation that we really haven't dedicated an entire topic to yet is the fact that Brian Callahan, a first time head coach is not just that, but he is a first time play caller in the NFL. And I know you have some thoughts on this as a topic overall. Yeah, well, let's get to Brian Callahan and, and kind of what he said because I, I do think that it brings up a lot of conversation. Here's here's the head coach Thursday at his press conference. Will you be the offensive play caller? And yes, I will. So yes, I will. How big of a transition do you expect that to be? Uh, not a big one at all. Um, the way we've worked in Cincinnati, uh, very collaborative. Um, I've been with Zach for five years, uh, working with him as the, as the primary play caller and me as the offensive coordinator. Um, I feel really great about the process. Uh, part of that is bringing in great people to help me. Um, and that's, that's a, huge, a huge part of our next couple weeks is finding those people. Uh, because when you have uh, an offensive staff that you trust and guys do a great job with their areas of expertise, our third down, our red zone, by the time you get to Sunday, the game plan is, is mainly set. Now where the 
where guys earn their stripes is when you have to uh, adjust and adapt mid mid flow of a game, and that's where you you have to have great people involved in the game plan. But I don't see it as a big adjustment. It's going to be a collaborative approach on offense, um, and we're going to make sure we we get the best plays uh, and put our players in the best position. So I'm excited about that part, and I'm excited to get a good staff put together. Zach, are you excited that uh, Brian Callahan used the word collaborative twice drink, during that? Drink, <laughs> You got two shots seconds. that you <laughs> – God, it's either a shot or a bullet every time I hear that word. Uh, yeah, we get it. You're collaborating. But I do think you set that aside. I do think that there is something to this. And I actually personally love it. And I think that Brian Callahan is going to be tested because he touched a little bit on what this decision actually means for a first-time play caller. And I think he's looking at Zach Taylor, which we'll get to here shortly. He was a play caller, right? Brian Callahan did not call those plays. He was the collaborative guy in the room getting them prepared. But what we know about the NFL in today's NFL, usually they script the first 15 to 25. Doesn't matter what. May go off script at any point in time based on circumstance, pick six, fumble, whatever, you know, behind. So you got scripted 15 to 25. That's your preparation and your game plan. Once that goes out the window, then this is where Brian Callahan's got to make in-game adjustments. He's got to utilize his timeouts. We saw Dan Campbell yesterday, which I thought we concentrated more on the fourth downs. I, I don't know if you're in agreement to this. The third down was really the big decision that cost Dan Campbell because third down running the football used a timeout, didn't allow them to really get any hope defensively to try to stop the 49ers mm -hmm. and get 56 seconds left to get the ball back and maybe go down there and score. Yeah. Those are in-game coaching decisions. Now let's take it back to Mike Vrabel early on in his head coaching career. He had some questionable in-game coaching decisions, whether they were challenges, whether they were aggressive play calls going forward on fourth down, whether it was in London going for the two-point conversion. I mean, there's a lot of things where a new head coach, I thought Mike Vrabel, got better year over year in-game play calling, in-game decision-making. But where Brian Callahan, I think that there's a lot more weight on his shoulders, is you've got pre-game plan leading mm -hmm. up to the game. You've got communication within the game. Sometimes you got to use a walkie-talkie because Levis can't hear or the, you know, the you're, you're playing in Baltimore or Pittsburgh and they've cut the wires, whatever it is, right? Like, there are things that happen and circumstances that happen within the game that I think Brian Callahan, as a first-time play caller and head coach and decision maker, you're going to have to – I mean, there's some pressure on, yeah. on the new coach. Oh, for sure. Because you just mentioned all those decisions that Mike Vrabel struggled with early that he got better at. Those Mike Vrabel was never a play caller on defense. He was like big decision maker, tiebreaker guy when it comes to those key uh, momentum and – pendulum swings in the game, Zach, like you mentioned, but he didn't have the, the down to down responsibilities of calling a play. And there's so many things that go on during a game that the head coach has to be clued on. So it is an adjustment. And I, I you know, I, I'm very fascinated to see where our audience is going to be at with the level of deal that this is going to be. So I think we can just go ahead and jump into it because this is a good discussion here. Brian Callahan is calling plays for the first time as Titans head coach. Is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? 
a big deal, small deal, or no deal that Brian Callahan is calling plays for the first time as a first-time head coach. Uh, Zach, you posted that uh, that question in the chat, and now uh, tell us all about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where to go to get your new health plan, health, dental, and vision, 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. I switched three years ago. I'm really glad that I switched because I've got a great health plan in, in the coverage that I have, and I don't pay as much as the other health plans actually cost. They've been trusted for over 75 years. As I said, health, dental, and vision, they've got the perfect plan for you and your family, whether it's you individually, your wife and kids, your husband and kids, doesn't really matter. They've got that plan, and all you've got to do is take a quick health assessment and get a quote, and you make a decision. You're not forced to do anything. You can get the quote. Once I got the quote, I realized, wow, I'm going to save 20% on my health coverage each and every month with this plan, and it provides me with better health coverage within my health plan. That is Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. And with BetMGM, we've got multiple ways to win big for the big game. You can either go big with the first bet offer that can't be beat. That's with our bonus code A-T-O-Z Sports, up to $1,500 back in bonus bets with that code A-T-O-Z Sports on your first bet offer if your first bet misses up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. Or if you don't want to go that big, no no sweat. Uh, with the big game, you put in bonus code A-T-O-Z 200 for new users, that means all you got to do is a $5 money line wager on the big game wins you instantly $158 in bonus bets, regardless of that money line outcome. So a $5 money line wager after signing up with code ATOZ200 wins you $158 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of that money line wager. With code ATOZ200, BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, and eligible requirements. Rewards issued are non double bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. All right, so uh, we've got uh, Brian Callahan, first-time head coach, calling plays for the first time in his coaching career in the NFL. This will be his 15th season in the NFL as a coach. Uh, so we ask big deal, small deal, or no deal that he is calling plays for the first time as the Titans head coach. Zach, I'll send you the chat on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch to see what the people are saying. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we've got a, a lot of different answers, a little bit surprising. Durant says small deal. Brandon says no deal at all. Titans. Kyle goes small deal. Samuel King goes no deal. So no two, no deals, two small deals. IR goes big deal. He loves it. Brandon also says a big deal. So we're two, two, and two. Got some small deals coming in. Noah and Orlando say small deal as well as Amanda. Ashley goes no deal. Eric goes big deal. Freddie goes no deal. So does Stephen King. It was expected. I actually don't think it was expected uh, from my perspective. I, I when When he actually said that, that was a pretty quick decision. That tells me that Going into, I think, the process and the hiring process, this was the plan. But for me personally, when I heard that, I thought that was a little bit of a wrinkle. Small deal for Eric, no deal from Rashid, small deal from top tier. Corey goes, no deal. Deshaun Washington, no deal. Small deal from Wilbur. Jamie goes, small deal. MB and Jared both go, no deal. Big deal from Big Ten Jeff. Play calling for the first time as a rookie head coach is a bold move from Big Ten Jeff. 
Uh, Nicole says, big deal. He will, uh, will he be any good at it? Well, we'll find out. CJ goes, small deal. Tighten up says, small deal, big deal from Jason. No deal. He's a beast from Chris Frazier, who I think <laughs> made a purchase uh, from, at least I was seeing it in the chat earlier in, in the show. Um, some, he, he, he bought something. I, I don't know. You may have to go oh, back and look congrats. at that. Uh, Gary, yeah. Gary says, uh, uh, no deal. Rich says, small deal. Michael Mayo says, no deal. Uh, AC goes, no deal. No deal, no deal, no deal. Big deal, small deal. So, look, I think it's tough to to kind of pin on what the chat has said. I think that all three have been represented. Yeah. I've seen some no deals. A lot more no deals than I thought. Where do you reside on this? It's not a no deal. Uh, because, yeah, what if he's not good at it, right? Like, And we don't know that. And I think being a play caller is such a skill set and somewhat of a natural talent that you either can learn or you can't. And I think some people are naturally better at it than others. Like Todd Downing was not a good in-game play caller. I thought Tim Kelly was better than Downing, but I thought Arthur Smith on the last three would, were the best, right? And I think Arthur Smith was a better in-game play caller than Matt LaFleur, but Matt LaFleur is clearly a better head coach than Arthur Smith. It's a small deal for me. <laughs> It's true. It's a a small deal for sure. Because I think the fact that he's been a part of the same system of a head coach play caller with an offensive coordinator, and that has been five consecutive years of that same pitcher-catcher battery, right? Like you in baseball, we do a lot of basketball analogies. I'll do a little baseball analogy. Pitcher-catcher battery, that unit needs to be talking in in signals and signs and basically be finishing each other's sentences. And the fact that Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan were together in those roles for five years makes me feel more confident in Brian Callahan's ability to call plays for the first time instead of Arthur Smith, who was a tight ends coach, then offensive coordinator calling plays for the first time. So, I think it's a small deal because it is a storyline that we will be following because even with art who I thought was really strong as a play call, like I just said, the first five or six weeks, you're like, ah, I can't really figure out the rhythm here. He had some learning pains and then he had a disaster of a first half in Carolina, the Titans lose and it clicked at halftime in Carolina. They still lost the game, but from there on out, Arthur Smith was a strength uh, on the team when it comes to play calling. So it's going to be a learning lesson in a process, but I think it's just a, a small deal. It's not, why a, is it not a big deal? Because of his, uh, because of his path of being a part of the process for five straight years as an offensive coordinator, like he's still an offensive coordinator. So it's a small deal, not a big deal. Because he is five years is forever in the NFL. And I, I don't know if you were on this show or not. I can't remember if it was Sam or Jack, but one of those two guys said um, that each NFL team, every NFL team thus far uh, now has changed offensive play callers since the 2022 offseason. That's crazy. Or, or offensive coordinators since the 2022, yeah. not play callers, coordinators. That's crazy. That's a lot of turnover. But the fact that the Bengals had a five-year stretch of 
head coach, play caller, and offensive coordinator in Callahan, I think that gives me more confidence, which doesn't allow it to be a big deal for me. Now, a lot of that is because of Joe Burrow. Let's be honest, right? And Joe Burrow has been injured in two of those seasons with an ACL and then this past year, and then has gone to Super Bowl, AFC Championship game, and has been electric in kind of the other. So drafting a quarterback of Joe Burrow's caliber and then the results of what we've seen, that is the reason why of the you know, for the longevity. And they've kept that group together until now where Brian Callahan now has a head coaching job. Here's why I think it's a massive deal. And I massive. think that you, yeah, and I, I think it's because of, it's a two-part thing. I'm going to go with the positives. This is a glass half full, why it is a massive deal. And it goes back to what I tweeted when they actually hired Brian Callahan. Mm-hmm. This hire is for one person right now. It's not for Rand. It's not for Amy. It's not for DeAndre Hopkins or Jeffrey Simmons. Is for Will Levis. We'll talk more about the ins and outs of the NFL, but let's just take a little bit look at the Super Bowl. You got Andy Reid and Shanahan, right? Don't you think that Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy tied at the hip? Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes tied at the hip. Their relationship is so systematic and so close. I believe that that's why they have had the success they have. There's a lot of things that go into it, players, structure, roster structure, all of that other stuff, culture. But when a head coach play caller is on the exact same page as their supreme quarterback, and Brock Purdy has, Mr. Irrelevant, he has had a supreme season. He won that NFC Championship game with his legs. He won that. That was the play. Those are the plays that were made. Patrick Mahomes made some unbelievable plays down the stretch, the throw at the end, right? I believe that head coach and quarterback, if they are on the same page, which now you're a play caller, you got to be. You are in his ear, you're texting him, you're talking, you are building that. And I think that is how you have success. And so I think you look around the league and we'll talk about that. I think there's some connection there. The other reason why this is a big deal is let's say if things don't go well, Austin, you have a backup plan. And I think that this is key. Going back to what you said, he's been in a system where the offensive coordinator has learned. You see offensive coordinators call plays. Now you can go hire an offensive coordinator if this is not working out. And it doesn't have to be because Brian Callahan is not good at calling plays. It could be because he needs to manage other things during the game. He needs to concentrate on other things. Too much is coming at him. I mean, we don't know what this what's going to happen over the next couple mm-hmm. of years. But I think this is massive for Will Levis. This is a big opportunity for Brian Callahan. And I think, Austin, if you're going to have success, this is how the recipe starts. This soft stick of butter, that's your first ingredient. This is what it is. And you got to have that to bake the cookies. And I think that Brian Callahan calling the plays with Will Levis, they talked about, hey, what does the quarterback want? What plays is he comfortable with? What plays is he not? I think that relationship is huge. Huge. Not small and not Okay, no. all right. So all of uh, everybody else in the chat, well, I, I, I disagree with that. Zach, I think, I think uh, they're – 
are two routes that we're clearly taking on this question. And you and I have taken different routes on it. I was viewing the question as, is this something to be concerned about that a first time head coach is also calling plays for the first time? You have taken the question as it's a big deal that the head coach is going to be the play caller for the quarterback the entire time that he's the head coach. And so look at the history I, of the Tennessee. No, hold, Titans. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think we need to ask which is the which is the proper reaction. Like I think there's it's you're taking it completely different than I think most of Chat did. And and Patrick Bird says exactly uh, in my response in response to what I just said there. I took it as a first time head coach has a lot on his shoulders and he's adding play calling to those duties, and that's extra weight on his shoulders to figure a bunch of stuff out. So I don't necessarily know if either of us are wrong. We just answered it in two different perspectives. So so if, if he fails, I went the positive route, but I also said if he fails, he has a backup plan. That's also a big deal. Like he, like it's not the other way. All right, so let's, so let's ask this let's question. Flip it. Let's flip it. This is why it's a big deal. If he went the other route and he hired an offensive coordinator to call plays and he was dog, he was slaw halfway through the season and it was bad and then he had to take over, I think you look at that, that's a whole different scenario. I like the way that this is starting and okay. I think this is a big deal in a very positive way because okay. you look around the league and that's the recipe that, let's face it, Austin, the Titans hadn't been cooking the same meal as the NFL All in right. a very, 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 right. very long time. So let's ask, this, let's ask this question. Did you take our topic, our question today, as a positive or as a concern? A positive or a concern? Because I'm curious to see how people took it because I took it as a concern of Brian Callahan doing something for the first time. You took it as an opposite positive. So a positive or concern, how did you take uh, the topic today when we asked big deal, small deal, no deal, that Brian Callahan is calling plays for the first time as Titans head coach, but first the Bone and Joint Institute, they can help you out when it comes to all the injuries that pop up in life. Don't let an injury linger. That sucks. That's stupid. It's just not going to, sometimes it'll heal over time but sometimes it's not. And then you're just going to be sitting on the sidelines of life for longer than you should have. The experts at the Bone and Joint Institute can see that injury for you, get it checked out, see how you can get back on the road to recovery with at-home rehab, physical therapy at their facility. If you need surgery, they've got the experts to do that as well. No matter what the injury is, the Bone and Joint Institute has the resources and the experts to fix it all under one roof in Franklin, Tennessee, right off of I-65 and Murfreesboro Pike. And you can sign up for an appointment, book an appointment online. It's so easy to do it. Boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports. Use BetMGM to get a part of the action. You got the big game on the horizon here in the next couple of weeks. As we know who now is playing, you got props, you got straight bets, over-unders. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports and sign up for BetMGM today. They are the king of the sports books in the sports book world. That's BetMGM. Download the app today in your Apple or Android app store and get a part of the action with the bonus code ATOZSPORTS. All right. So we asked this question: big deal, small deal, or no deal that Brian Callahan's calling plays for the first time as a head coach. So 
Zach and I took it different ways. Totally fine, right? Uh, but now let's ask it this way. Is Brian Callahan calling plays for the first time a positive or are you concerned about it? So a positive? I think this is where, this is the maturation of show building, boys and girls. Yeah. This is a little behind the scenes. <laughs> Looking back on it, this should have been the question, right? But yeah. we you, you had to go one step to get to another step. And oh, yeah. Austin, did I not tell you pre-show? We talked about this question. And we don't talk about our answers pre-show. That's not Which how Which is show why works. we're on opposite ends of this. If you want proof that Zach and I don't talk about our answers before the show, this show is it. <laughs> but this is, I think this is a very val valuable question is, yeah. how do the minds of Titans fans in our chat and you and I think? Like, are, what type of thought process are you going into this new coaching staff and in particular Brian Callahan's play calling? So I'll let you go to the chat and, and look and, and see what the people are saying. All right. So I'm trying to get the chat to load as I uh, scroll back up. All right. So uh, Jaron is the first one that I see. He says a positive. I, uh, Jaron's right there with a positive. Uh, Dustin says positive. He says not concerned. I think him calling plays simplifies things. Erob uh, or says concern. Um, Danny says positive. Wes just says both. Uh, a different West says positive. Why do you hire him if he wasn't going to call plays? It's positive to find out if he's cut out for it sooner rather than later. So this is an interesting uh, fair, right? He hasn't done it before. So there's like, how do you hire a head coach? You have, you can't just be Bobby Slowick, right? Bobby Slowick, who's might be really damn good at calling plays, but is he a guy that can be a head coach, right? Arthur Smith, is he a good head coach? Did he just have a bad situation in Atlanta because they couldn't find a quarterback? Uh, can he just not I, know I, how to I use think, I think Arthur Smith's a great example of there right? were a little bit of questions heading into saying, is he the right guy for the job or is he a guy who had a great offensive season and a great True. situation and in the coaching searches impressed, interviewed well, got the job, but he's three years in a cloud of dust and didn't really do anything offensively. With yeah, so players and Austin, I do want to remind you uh, now. Look at the landscape. We had the the this is a side topic, but I think that we had the 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 topic, and and still a couple of coaches coaches haven't been hired. But Atlanta goes out and gets Raheem Morris, and the Chargers go out and get Jim Harbaugh, the top guy in the market. I think that's why I said the Chargers was the best job available. I think who has been hired shows you that. All right, so uh, more of these. Yama says positive. Levis will have play calling options. Uh, a lot of people a, are saying B, positives, B. but that's not how they answered. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what's well, I, you know, it's which is fair. Uh, Jason says positive. Uh, Pistol Ramsey says positive. I think we're seeing way more positives. I and saw so some, I, I did see some concerns. Yeah, like Jared says John. concerned. Sean, Amanda, uh, uh, that's positive. Tony concerned. Billy concerned. Yeah. Those are a little. Those are a little bit more up. Apollo and Major Keys. Darius is a concern, but I can see both sides. So there were some concerns. Yeah, for sure. But I definitely think more positives. And I think, but like you said, I think more people viewed the initial big deal, small deal, no deal question as a concern, which is, I, which is why I had it as a small deal when I was viewing it as a concern, it's not a bad thing. It's just, there's going to be my answer for small deal was, Oh, there's, 
going to be some learning curves. It's the first time he's done it. He's got a lot on his plate as a head coach for the first time too. It's a lot of first happening at one time, right? So it's a if good thing. If it goes thing. well, it, yes. it oh, works, right? If it, is, it doesn't, he has room to adapt. That's why it's a big deal though. It yeah. Either I, way. I, well, I don't think either way it's a, I think if it, I don't think if you're answering it as a concern, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's a small deal. Regardless, well, if you answer it as a concern and the play calling doesn't work out, he still has a backup plan where he can go hire or give the play calling to uh, an offensive coordinator, assistant coach, and be justified and extend and figure it out. Th- that's why I say that looking through that light, that's why it's a big deal because you. Everybody wants Brian Callahan, I feel like, in this co- to succeed, right? I mean, you wouldn't sure. be watching this show if not. That gives him the tools and a little bit of the leverage to go either way. That's why it is a big deal regardless. <laughs> so Darren says, uh, this, this is a funny comment, but he's right. He said, we saw the question as it as a concern question, but the move is a positive. I don't know. I'm confused. But I think Darren- I convinced the chat <laughs> that it was a positive. No, because I, I, I think I... I, I they could thought think whatever they thought when we first asked the question, but I, I think I brought up some pretty valid points on no, it, why like, it was I, a big deal based on both sides. I, I don't think I don't think him calling plays is a concern. I think it's a positive for what you lined up. But I still, if you want to ask it in the concerned vacuum of where is the list of concerns for the Titans, you know, this upcoming 2024 year. Where is Brian Callahan juggling first-time head coach duties and first-time ever play-calling duties? Where is that on the concern list? That's where I say it's a small deal. It's on the concern list to watch for, but it's not high on my concern list where, you know, everything else like offensive line, receivers, Will Levis development, yada, 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 so on and so forth, secondary, kicking, all that stuff. So it's still on the levels of concerns that I need to watch for. Does that make sense too? Do you buy that from me? Is it a positive or a concern? It's a positive. Like him calling him calling plays as a head coach is a positive for what you laid out. But it does land and deserve to be on that list of concerns that we're going to watch as week one kicks off in September. Does it not? Uh, I think it, we, is, it will I, be a topic. We will have conversations on Brian Callahan messed up here or what a great call there. That is something that we are going to be monitoring the entire year. Well, and he's going to be asked why, questions uh, for, about for it for you, for you in particular and how vocal you have been on play callers for oh, this franchise. Yes. Now you're going to start getting upset at not Todd Downing, not Tim Kelly at times, not Terry Rubisky. You're going to be starting to get Upset at the head coach. Oh, and I was upset, that may, upset at the that head may coach change <laughs> and influence. No, but look, I, that's why I'm preparing you a little bit. Yeah, I've oh, uh, been around you, you know. Oh, I'm prepared. Is now all of a sudden you're going to be criticizing not just, uh, you know, Todd Downing, the offensive coordinator, got thrown into a position that's easily expendable. You're going to be criticizing the head football coach. Yeah, I've been criticizing Mike Vrabel since like the second year no, he got but, hired. Like, come but on. now if you start calling for change, that's a huge deal. I I said I said yeah, this is the year to trade him in freaking November fourth. Well, are you going to try to trade Brian Callahan when no, he starts start, doesn't call a good game? 
No, I mean, it's way too early to say that. But Zach, don't, well, I don't know why you're trying to like flex on me calling out that. I've been calling out the head coach for a long time. No, I, you've been calling out play callers for a long time. And the, and then the head coach. I've called out Mike Vrabel for I, years. I, but I'm talking about, we're talking about play callers. This uh-huh. is a unique situation where the last time the play caller was the head coach was Ken Wizenhunt, right? Yeah. That was a long time ago, and that didn't last very long. So what I'm saying is you've been more vocal on offensive play callers. What do I always hear? Stop pitching the football, ditch the sweep, you know, all that. Like with that, Derek you are more, you are more, and I'm not saying that you've never criticized the head coach. I'm saying you have been more vocal on criticizing the offensive play caller within yeah. the Titans organization than you have any other part of it. Now that person is the head coach. So, so I'm curious to see how that maturates over a course of some time. I think I don't care. Like I've I've gone at the head coach for the Tennessee. I've gone at Mike Rabel and dumb things that he has done or said for years. I have gone after the organization for years about being in the situation of having a defensive minded head coach. I don't care. I don't know why you think this is some relevation. No, I, no, I, I, I'm, I'm saying that the criticism of the play caller. And now the play yeah. caller is the head coach. That's that. That is just what I'm stating. I'm not trying to get you. Okay. I don't really care. But that this is the unique part of this new situation, because we all have said that the Titans' problem has been their offensive firepower or lack thereof. Right? They're not good. They can run the football and play good defense, but they're not this dynamic offense with great playmakers deep down the field throws, consistent touchdowns. Like They haven't had that like some of the other successful teams. I think that's where we are yearning for that. Now the system is set up correctly. I, yeah. I think we all believe that at least the system is set up correctly. Will the system run fluid and will it work? We'll find that out. But I think this is a unique thing for the Titans and you know the history of our criticism. I just think that's it. Okay. And Devin says the, the, the whole roster is suspect. I, I'd say the majority of the roster is suspect, but that's why they got $70 million in cap space to go flip it. And I think that, I think you're going to see a flip. Oh yeah. I mean, that that's what this was always going to be. Um, even how John Robinson set it up. But like, again, like I'm, yeah, I, I'm very curious to see it. Yes. I, I, at times I, I, this, one of my big takes this past season was, Okay, you've got Tim Kelly calling the Derrick Henry toss play to failure. This is now the third consecutive offensive coordinator to call the Derrick Henry toss play to failure. This is now a Mike Vrabel problem. So I stopped blaming Tim Kelly for that and started blaming Mike Vrabel for it uh, this season because now it's not just something that is a Todd Downing or Arthur Smith thing. It was a Mike Vrabel thing. Now we'll see what become Brian Callahan things. And he's the play caller, so that's what's going to happen. So I think you uh, got a 97.8 percent chance that you're not gonna have to worry about that anymore worry about derrick henry sweep toss plays yes yes that's your math that you did there hey dr bruce or db bro more clickbait from a to z here's some clickbait mr bruce how about let's diagnose the 15 nfl head coaches who were also their offensive play callers this past season so we'll do that uh, but first, I want to tell everybody about Krebs Kubota. 
Krebs Kubota is where you should turn for all of your equipment needs in Middle Tennessee, uh, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. There are three locations. They've been serving Middle Tennessee for 18-plus years as a family-owned and operated company. And how they do it? Because they have great relationships with their customers and a great relationship with Kubota, the national brand. As an elite Kubota dealer, Krebs Kubota has the best equipment in the industry, the best warranties in the industry. So whenever you need something for your home, uh, your front yard, your backyard, your side yard, or if you've got acres out there in the county land, then you get yourself some big equipment, the power units, the implementations to get all of those projects done the right way. You need to buy it, great. If you want to rent it for a weekend project, they can do that too at Krebs Kubota online, KrebsKubota.com. I don't know. It's clickbait. I don't know if we should go to the next segment for Bruce. You know, who uh, knows? What a whiner. Who actually clickbait, you know, his profile picture is not even himself, right? So you got a burner account, Bruce? That's a tough look, bud. Jeez. Yeah. Tough. Maybe you should <laughs> sign up for BetMGM and win you some money. There's not clickbait. This is actually stone cold fact. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports for new users, including you, Bruce. Doesn't matter. Bruce, you, you can be involved in this. Download the BetMGM app. Use our promo code. You click that, then you will get the promo. There's no bait there. There is just great savings and promotion from BetMGM. All right, so uh, on to the conversation about current head coaches who are play callers uh, in the NFL this past season. So, Zach, I've got a graphic here. I do want to give a shout-out to Nick Suss, the Tennessean, who assisted unknowingly in this graphic from what he wrote last week. Fifteen head coaches were play offensive play callers this past season in the NFL. Seven of those made the playoffs, two of which are in the Super Bowl between Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan. In three of the 15, lost their jobs. So, 15 total, nearly half the league, Seven in the playoffs, half of the playoff teams, and two Super Bowl coaches, three fired. So, look, and these are not just offensive-minded head coaches. These are or who are the play callers for their offense. Not play callers for the defense, but nearly half the damn league is an offensive-minded head coach who calls the plays. Now, I haven't taken into consideration the three fired coaches, and Brian Callahan replaces one of those fired coaches, right? And so I don't know if Jim Harbaugh is calling his plays yet. I don't know if Canales in Carolina is calling his plays yet or not, but we'll kind of see when the dust settles on these other jobs of how many head coaches on offense are calling plays. But Zach, what's your initial, I have the whole list. What's your initial reaction to see that 15 offensive play callers are offensive head coaches? My initial reaction is what IR said. So it's a big deal. <laughs> LOL. Like I, I think, IR I think that tells you half of the league. Himself. No, I, I think we uh, answered half, it in different ways. We've been over that. Half of the league and half of the playoff teams compared to, you know, Carolina was a fire storm. I mean, that was dumpster fire. I mean, literally right. that's what it was. Right. So Frank Wright was calling the plays. Then he wasn't, then he was, then he wasn't, then he was, then he wasn't any, he, he wasn't there anymore. So, right. Uh, I I think this is the trend of success. I think this is the makeup. Now, look at the two teams that lost this past weekend in John Harbaugh wasn't calling the plays, and you've got Dan Campbell who was just making the decisions. He wasn't calling the plays. Maybe he should have been calling the plays and telling Ben Johnson, hey, 
throw the oh, football, not run no, the football on third down. I, I think Ben Johnson was probably fine for the most part. Josh Reynolds got to catch the damn ball, and you need to take points uh, to extend I'm talking about the, the third scores. down at the end of the game. Okay, that's one okay, uh, one particular. But that play was – Sure, and, and I think that's the type of play – yeah, that's the type of play that the head coach says, yeah, okay, let's do it. You know, yeah, yeah, and and so, I, but I go back to the relationship of Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan with their quarterbacks. That it, and because San Francisco and Kansas City, like, let's take a step back. The Bills have been very, very good, and they've had Sean McDermott as a defensive head coach. Haven't been able to get over the hump, right? Haven't been able to make a Super Bowl. We've seen Zach Taylor and the Bengals go and make a Super Bowl. We've seen, well. Honestly, you, you look mean at to go through the names? Bruce Arians to and Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, McVay and Stafford, play caller quarterback, won a Super Bowl. So history shows in the recent history, that is the recipe. And Kansas City and San Francisco have been the most consistent teams in the NFC and AFC championship games in the last half decade. You yeah. want to replicate. It's a copycat league. That's a big deal and a positive that goes into what the Titans decisions were made with mm-hmm. the, you know, with Amy Adams, Strunk and Rand Carthon. All right. So I'm going to go through the, through the, the 15 coaches, right? So I've got 15 coaches called their offensive plays in 2023. Seven made the playoffs. Uh, Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid are the play callers and head coaches in the Super Bowl. The other five playoff coaches, Mike McDaniel of the Dolphins, Kevin Stefanski of the Browns, Mike McCarthy of the Cowboys, LaFleur of the Packers, and McVay of the Rams, right? And then you have uh, the coaches who got fired are Arthur Smith Falcons, Josh McDaniels Raiders, and Frank Reich Panthers. I think we understand those situations, right? Head coach acumen. Yeah. (laughs) I think there's that. Well, Frank Reich, not – I don't blame Frank. I think Frank Reich's a good coach. I just think he's – Worked for two of the more unstable owners in the, in the NFL. And Jim, I, I would agree, but th- those are his decisions. He accepted the job. And he's also accepting the buyout money from getting fired twice. All right, non-playoff head coaches who are offensive play callers, Zach Taylor of the Bengals, where Brian Callahan comes from. Then you've got Shane Steichen of the Colts, Doug Peterson of the Jags. So that's three out of four AFC South teams moving forward will have head coach offensive play callers with the Houston Texans being the outlier. Sean Payton of the Broncos and Kevin O'Connell of the Rams. Those round out the 15 offensive play caller head coaches in the NFL this past year. I want to say this about the Texans because I am very curious to see in a couple of years how many offensive coordinators C.J. Stroud has. And I think... The reason why Bobby Slowick was not hired right out of the gate, you know, in this coaching period, and they still got an opportunity, but I don't think that's going to happen, right? I think he's going to stay. I think it's because C.J. Stroud was a rookie quarterback that I think people around said, we need to see Bobby Slowick do this over a number of years with C.J. Stroud. It was C.J. Stroud, a a rookie sensation. Is he going to go through a sophomore slump or is he going to be consistent, right? So I think that for my Texans take, that's something to look at. But the trend of the AFC South and around the NFL is head coach, offensive-minded, call the plays, quarterback succeeds. 
I think Sloak not getting a job is more about Sloak than it is Stroud being a rookie. I think it's more about Bobby Sloak being 36 years old and working at Pro Football Focus a few years ago as an analyst out of the league and, and his overall personality of not being quite there yet when it comes to the level of that's definitely a piece of it. That's why they want to see more. That he's, yeah, yeah, they want to see more. It's more about Slowick, I think. So, again, I, I think it's a – to answer both of our questions, Brian Callahan calling the offensive plays as the head coach is a positive for the franchise overall. On the list of concerns in 2024, Brian Callahan being a first-time head coach and a first-time play caller is on the list of concerns, but it's a small deal. It is a smaller concern than a bunch of the others that are going to be on that same list. Do you agree with my summarization of the last 47 minutes? I I probably have the concern level of it working out of the gate higher than you do. Okay. Because that's why I believe that it is a big deal. I think it can be a big deal in both ways. If it does work or if it doesn't work, this is a tough job in the NFL with a lot yeah. of pressure. You got a lot of people criticizing every single play call that you make, every single throw and decision that your quarterback makes. And so how Brian Callahan deals with that out of the gate and decision, I, I think that that's a little bit higher on my list than it obviously is on yours. Okay, that's fair. I, I think it's. I, I, think I believe in it. I think that it will work, and I think. But I, I, I just think it's a little bit higher. I think the Titans have a lot of concerns in general. But yeah, for that's, sure, that's one I'm definitely got my eye on. Week seven. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Kane has a super chat. Why are y'all acting like he can't control the verbiage on a game plan he came up with and practice in it? It in the off season or preseason, he can get reps. I'm. I mean, I don't. Kane, like, you don't, you can't simulate play calling. Like, I mean, you could if you want to go simulate some like video game situations and call plays that way, but it's still not the same thing. Yeah. You know, uh, game one, uh, let, let's take, you know, last year, for example, you get game one and you're down and you've got to go make plays. There's two minutes. Like, you can't simulate that in week one going one and oh and winning your first game as a head coach ever versus oh and one and not making the right decisions down the stretch yes. by calling a timeout and not helping your field goal kicker get closer so he doesn't go wide right. You know what? You know what uh Kane's comment reminds me of? Kane's comment is like seeing Trey Wolf, undrafted free agent kicker at Texas Tech in training camp. Oh, Trey Wolf's made all his kicks in training camp. He's great. That's that's Kane's comment to me. Oh, he's he's done it in practice. Kane, Traylon Burks was phenomenal in practice. Is that better? Like, that's yeah, what Kane's comment. That's, <laughs> oh, man, Justin, Justin Hunter <laughs> was a beast. You should have seen how many training camp touchdowns Justin Hunter caught. Man, that was incredible. That is what Kane's comment is. Don't get Trey McBrided. That that's how I would say it. Trey McBride is my training camp love affair that was a long, long time ago, and I stopped falling in love in training camp after Trey McBride. I don't know what year that was. Uh, 
Now I got to look this up. Uh, Pre-New Jersey's, 2015, 16 or so like that. Let's see here. Trey McBride, 2015, 2016. Boom, nailed it. All right. Um, I lo- and I love Trey McBride. Shout dog, out Trey McBride. Dog. <laughs> Trey, hey, great to talk to as well. I, I don't Good fall dude. in love in training camp anymore. You hey, guys yeah. may, but not me. Hey, he was back-to-back uh, special team player. Phillips was your love affair, remember? Yeah, back-to-back conference special teams player of the year when he was at William & Mary. Dude was a beast at William & Mary. It didn't translate, but Trey McBride yeah, yeah. dog. <laughs> Bucks burner, don't get Lavelle Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at Bucks least Lavelle burner, Hawkins played hey, Cal. <laughs> you're getting the love of the show. I like that. That the was love of the show to Bucks burner. Haven't given the love oh. of the show out in the world. All right, so Zach, I'm going to throw shade at what Sam Phelan did last night when he got to Mobile, Alabama, and I could not stop laughing. Throwing shade to wrap up this Tuesday. Shout out Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. Make them a part of your new car buying process. So check them out in Lebanon or online. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Throw in shade here to wrap up the show. Uh, I'm I'm very excited about my shade. I don't know if we want to wait for some other shades to come in or if, Zach, you want to get your shade um, out of the way so we can spend some more time on, on mine. Yeah, I can get mine out of the way. Um, I got to pull this up real quick because society being soft rears its head again. And this is a team I actually root for. Like if you had, if you gave me two teams, I pick this team every single time because I, I have an affinity for the state. Can we not be so effing soft when it comes to horns down? This is funny. This is good material. Congratulations to BYU and their student body. This is creative. After Texas got butt hurt about horns down, they put t-shirts on and painted horns down. This is funny. That's good content. It's comedic. Don't get soft. And, you know, the head coach is like, we don't do that around here. Shove it, buddy. Like, that's that's football. That is fans. Like, you You should say that. That is the essence of cheering against football teams. So, like, society, do better. Don't apologize. This is good. We need more of this. I I hate Mississippi State. They're a bunch of cow patty rednecks that dip spit and wear, you know, boots and camo and ring bells. They're horrendous. They're hideous. That's fun. That's good. They think I'm a prude and I wear bow ties all the time. That's okay. We can talk crap to each other. You but wear bow ties? The horns down? No, I'm not a bow tie guy, but oh. that's what they think. Just like what I said, that's what my envision of them is. But horns down is okay. It's okay. I agree. I, you know... Texas is going to have a hard time in the SEC if they're so offended by horns down. It is so weak. And I don't think society really has a problem with it outside of the Texas Longhorn fan base. Another BYU guy was like, oh, take your shirt off. But he was pressured. He was pressured into something. Yeah, but talk about pressuring people into something. BYU (laughs) BYU. was creative enough to do it. (laughs) I know, but BYU can't have – coffee on campus i don't think they are anybody that we need to look at to represent all of society just just saying but society is soft in general and they get offended by these things and that's that's my problem 
is the yeah. don't get offended. Don't get offended. I agree. I, so I think we should Texas. Don't get offended. Horns down Texas, all day don't get long. Offended, right? Welcome to the SEC, where horns down just means more. And Texas, in general, is a state. Well, Austin, maybe not, but like that is like, hey, we're bigger in Texas. We're better than you. We're going. Oh my gosh! You know, like that don't is the mindset. Down. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's. So I think good. Austin. It's Austin being weird, rubbing off on Texas too much. Hey, Society, yeah, Austin, the city of Austin. Don't t- Austin being weird, rubbing oh, off. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. The city of Austin. That is clarification. <laughs> yeah, yes, for sure. All right, uh, throwing shade. You got a lot of great response from your shade. Uh, Andrew agrees uh, with that. Uh, throwing shade. Um, let's see more shade. Uh, Danny says throwing shade at anyone who thinks the Titans should draft a wide receiver with the third with the first pick. Levis will never get him the ball uh, from his back. Well, I mean, that's a topic <laughs> never going to talk about. Uh, Jason says shade at people still talking about Taylor Swift. Who cares? Just putting fuel in the fire. Uh, I mean, I disagree with that. People care. Uh, the analytics and numbers show that. Uh, so there's a lot of um, a lot of shade there. So Zach, my shade today is on Sam. Sam Phelan is down there at the Senior Bowl. He and our uh, A to Z Sports Film Room specialist, uh, James Foster, road tripped it down there yesterday. We've got a group of like six guys staying in an Airbnb in Mobile, Alabama. And so I said, Sam, here's $200. You guys can go to the grocery store, get you some stuff. You're down there for like three and a half days. They're going to be busy. They're not going to be at the Airbnb throughout the day. They've already left for the day. They won't be back until like five. So, you know, they're going to get reimbursed for the lunches elsewhere. So here's $200 for you guys to go get yourself some groceries uh, down there in Mobile to have at the Airbnb. And so Sam sends me the receipt so I can, you know, get his reimbursement back. And I could not stop laughing, Zach, at all the things that Sam and James Foster decided to buy. Because everything on this list is processed meat, cheese, Bread, coffee, and thank God they got a case of water. I mean, it's the it gets funnier the longer it goes because there is no ounce of nutrition in this $197.51 that Sam spent for these six guys. I'm I, he can save that $2.49 and go get some air fresheners for all the stinky meat sweats these guys are gonna have here. Going down the list. Aquafina water. You started strong. Then you go to provolone, craft single American, hamburger rolls, sub rolls, turkey breast, black forest ham, wheat bread, white bread, Arnold, more sub rolls. Uh, he got some Folgers French roast. Thank God he got Folgers. Some ketchup, some mustard, and some mayo. <laughs> Chicken cutlets, beef burgers, and bratwurst. Oh, there's some eggs. Sam, are you going to have bratwurst for breakfast with your eggs? I mean, I could not stop laughing at this because of how, how much this reminds me of Spring Break 2010 PCB. That is what Sam Phelan did to everybody. I had a hell of a time. It was so funny. I'm like, nothing, nothing like no bananas or apple or yogurt. You guys can uh, take. I got two things to say. Uh, I'm proud. I'm proud first and foremost of $197 right there I, on the line. His you you budgeting love to was see that. Phenomenal. Budgeting so, was so, phenomenal. So hey, take take good instruction and go down there and they they <laughs> resilient in that in that grocery store and they got the job done. 
And then here's the other thing that I love about Sam and and I, honestly, maybe it's the whole crew that's down there, meat and potato guys. <laughs> no, they just no they want to work. They no, want no they want sandwich. They want sandwiches. They want oh burgers. God. They want bratwurst. They want chicken. That's what they go to work at. They want that like that's protein power, baby. So I love I, that was the first time I ever saw that. It's I, so funny. I'm impressed. It's, I love it's, it. It's, I'm very, I'm very impressed by the budgeting, but good Lord. And somebody says that's a man's receipt. It's, it is, cutlets, it's absolutely baby. hilarious. Cutlets. <laughs> I, the All first day, thing every I, day. <laughs> chicken cutlets. Oh, brat. we like, oh my God. Like they're not even going to be there. Like they're not like they're not even gonna be there. Like like they're gonna go. Like, I'm like, okay, you have to eat all this stuff. <laughs> you're gonna have to eat it all. And so now that I well, no, this they're is not. Exactly what <laughs> no, they're not. That gives no, you I, I'm gonna tell no, them. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell them you gotta eat it all. And so it's gonna be Friday morning. They're gonna just be heating up old bratwurst that they grilled two nights before and trying or to stuff it in their faces. No, you go get a cooler. You drive it back to Nashville and you have sandwiches <laughs> in the weekend. You get some cutlets. You grill burgers on Sunday when you get back. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. It's so funny. Um. I was like, just get, like, there's no bananas. Like, like if I'm like, cause they're busy. Like, this is not just like, they're going to have to get up and go. And the one gonna, thing that I saw that they didn't get, which is chips, you got to get yeah. chips, no frozen pizzas. Like there's so many things up that I was like, what? And I, I was like, no fruits, no veggies. And he's like, nah, and he's like, ah, it's like, ah. Sam's response was, how am I supposed to pick fruits and veggies for six people? I'm like, you yeah. just get apples and bananas and tell them to deal with it. I, I love this. I, I think I think this it's is hilarious. a great mindset of our guys, and I'm I'm pro. I'm pro. You're pro. I, I just think it's going to be the smelliest, stinkiest Airbnb on that. Hey, well, welcome to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was uh, like Mike Payton, who's the elder statesman of that crew, is going to have some serious heartburn if that's all he's eating <laughs> for for four days. Yeah, I, I'm 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 going with Orlando. A golf clap for Sam and the boys. There you go. Cold cuts, oh, bread, chicken cutlets, burgers, and brats. God, it's but funny. chips. They need chips. You gotta have you, the condiment or the the side item that you're looking for is. There's chips. no side. There's no sides. It's it's. There was no potatoes, like no no like French nothing. There was nothing but meat, cheese, and bread. Hilarious. All right, that's my shade today. I thought it was funny. Uh, we'll get an update midweek and see uh, <laughs> yeah. see how they do. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Uh, that'll be it for us. Sam will have some coverage. Uh, from the Senior Bowl throughout the week. Uh, I think we're going to have a Titans at 2 special edition from him on Wednesday, uh, depending on how that practice schedule goes, because I believe practice is getting started here uh, in about 20 minutes at the Senior Bowl. So that'll do it for us. Appreciate you guys, as always. Make sure you hit that like button on the way out the door. We need more likes on Facebook. We need more likes on YouTube. Way more people always watch the show than hit the like button. So please do it for us. Hit that thumbs up. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow on a Wednesday. Appreciate it as always.